A.K.A. Terry Whitfield for the Yasha Ben Israel Terry Whitfield Podcast Show. The place where we prance through the fog just to glance through the small. The place where we talk about things that people don't like to talk about and most importantly, things they don't want you to know. Today I have a very, 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 very special guest with me today. A very, very, very kind, nice, intelligent, smart, ingenious brother by the name of Kazael. Is that Kazael bin Israel or Kazael bin Yehuda? Kazael bin Yehuda. This is my brother Kazael. Uh, uh, come speak to the audience, Kazael. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, yeah, and what what I'm going to say about this brother Yash, for one, solid brother, great brother. You know, I've known him for a long time. Solid brother, great brother, great hearted brother. And uh, I'm going to just say this. I feel the most premier, not one, I feel the most premier um, scholar in the Hebrew community, in my opinion. You know, uh, I'm talking about a skilled linguist, a skilled historian, you know, just the overall well-versed, you know, um, you know, historian and scholar. I'm talking about well-versed in the Hebrew, the Arabic, and I'm not even just talking about Hebrew um, history, well-versed in all history, you know. So, you know, um, Yash is, you know, it's the real deal. It's the real deal. As a brother and as a scholar and as a linguist, you know, he got the... He, Proverbs. Well, the, the book of Proverbs translated from Hebrew is Mashal. And a, a proverb is, is one of the meanings. It's Mashali. Okay. But the root word is Mashal. And the root word itself means to rule, to dominate, to govern. It means maxims, which are rules and laws and statutes wise sayings, 
It means sagas. It means myths. It means legends. It means poems. It means wise sayings, which is sagas. Okay? Uh, riddles. You know, all allegories. All of these words are the definition of Mashal. And what prompted me to do this, uh, these episodes was that there are many people that like to run to Bible believers, okay, and tell them that their stories are not real, okay? They like to tell them that their stories are myths, you know, and what people don't understand about myths and what myths are, you know, myths are very powerful. And when you look at myths, legends, maxims, sagas, riddles, and even poems, these are written words that were passed down through the ages. Absolutely. Okay? And my contention is that myths properly understood are more powerful than actual documented history. Absolutely. I agree. You know, you know, a, a myth holds more power than actual history. Absolutely. Okay? I I'll give you an example of a mashal. Okay? A mashal is like, one example is like, don't you know when you have a son, right? And the book of Proverbs even exemplifies this. When you have a son, and you're raising your son, and you're giving your son wise words of wisdom. That's a mashal. Your words are more powerful than the events in your life where you learned these words from. Because the event in which you learned these words from is only your experience. As you spread your experience, your wise words, then your words can live within other beings. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'll give you an example. If I was living with a woman, right, and I moved to her house, and we stayed together, and for whatever reason down the line, she get tired of me and put me out, right? right? And I tell my son, son, don't ever move in with a woman. You go and get your apartment. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you get your apartment. I'm going to help you get your car. And you move in with a woman. Don't ever let a, 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 a you move in, a, a, you let a woman move in with you. You don't never move in with a woman. Because when you move in with a woman, you give her the power, the mashal. You give her the dominance over your life and she can throw you completely out because she has the power over your life. Absolutely. See, that is a mashal. It's a saga. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's a wise saying. It's a saying that was passed down 
from me to my son based off of my experience. Now, which one is more important to my son? That I got put out of a woman's house or that I was able to experience it and to protect him from it? The experience, the mashal, the myth, the, the, the story that has been, the legend, the story that has been passed down. I ask a person, which one is more important? That you looking at a dead pharaoh or the saga, the myth, and the recorded legends? upon this pharaoh in the hieroglyphs. Which one is more important? The, 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 the legend, because it's wisdom and to be, it's, it's a lesson to be learned. What, what can you extract by looking at a dead body? Absolutely nothing. You can't, the only thing that you can extract is that this man lived. That's Absolutely. it. Just because there is a saga attributed to this man, that doesn't mean that that saga is 100% correct. Exactly. You know, you know that every time somebody write a book or a story about someone, that it is fancified. <laughs> you know, it is told in such a way, you know, to, fanc to fancify the hero. Or the main character. You know, we can look at the Jesus story. You know, there's a story where Jesus came in, you know, came in through the gates on the Passover. One, one story said he came in on a donkey. Another story said he came in on two donkeys. Now, both of them can't be correct, right? But... Is irrelevant. What's relevant is the moral of the whole story. Absolutely. We'll never know the, the, the exact details. Yeah. And the, the moral of the stories, of both of those stories, are the same. The details may be different, but the moral of the story is the same. We have two separate contrasting stories as far as the details, but the moral is still the same. And I ask people, when you read a book, when you go to colleges, when you go to universities, when you learn how to read, you learn to read in context, and, you, and, and the most important thing out of reading any story is that you get the moral of the story. Absolutely. You know, uh, another example, we, talk about, we talked about earlier the Adam and Eve story. It doesn't matter whether the Adam and Eve story existed, or, uh, I mean, whether Adam and Eve existed or was living beings or not. And one thing for certain is that we will never know. And when we... By us not, by us being in a position that we will never know, you can't say whether Adam existed or not. Exactly. Okay? Because we will never know. But what we can do 
is extract the moral from the stories. Now, the moral I extract from the Adam and Eve story, others may extract another moral, but when I look at the Adam and Eve story, what I have extracted from that, the morals that I have extracted from that was so that we could understand the basics of male and female nature. Okay? And whether Adam and Eve existed or not, there is no other story on the face of the earth that clarifies and pinpoints male and female nature and as old as the story like the Adam and Eve story. Exactly. You know, you look at Adam. Adam is, is the man. He walked and talked with God. He's objective. You know, then you got Eve who walked and talked with the serpent, who is subjective. <laughs> you understand? And we can see that exemplified that when, when, when Satan told Eve, you know, uh, 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 well, God told Adam, the day you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. Okay? Eve, he told, Satan told Eve the same thing, and he told her, you're not going to die with the day you eat this tree. Eve took that as subjective, meaning that this very day that we eat from this tree, I'm not going to die. The problem with that is that the Hebrew word yom, it means day, and it also means time. You know, so it's saying, so you can take that, Eve took that subjective as the day you eat it, you will die. But Adam understood it as the time. Once you eat this, you will start dying. And the truth, and the truth of the matter is that they begin to start dying. You know what I'm saying? They didn't die that day, but the, at once, the moment, the time they ate from that tree, they immediately began the death process. Subjective thinking, you would think that means the very day you eat it. Objectively, you would think that it as the moment, the time that you eat of this, you will start to die. You see what I'm saying? So you can see the male and the female nature there. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, look at the creators. God told Adam to name everything on the earth, you know, and to maintain this earth. And when you look at it, everything on this earth was built and created by man. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Everything was named by a man. How do I know this? Because every dictionary was written by a man. I've never seen a woman write a dictionary. Noah, nor Miriam was women. And the dictionary is what defines things. It defines words. It defines everything. Animal, people, places, and things. And these were done by men. 
So you can still see the pattern of the male and female dynamics wholeheartedly, okay, in the book of Genesis. I'll give you one more, one more prime example, and I'll let you take the floor. Uh, another good example is, let's say, for instance, Adam walked with God. Adam talked with God. Separate from Eve. Eve walked with Satan. Eve talked with Satan. All separate from Adam. Okay? Now, God said that when you come, when you deal with divorces, women don't have the right to leave a man. Unless a man is not providing food, clothing, shelter, and conjugal needs, she has no right to leave that man. And if she left him, she was doing a, a act of unholiness. Okay? But when you look at the divorce rate of 100% of the divorces filed in the United States of America, over seven, from 70 to 80% of these divorces are filed by women. Now, is that walking and talking with Satan or walking and talking with God? That's definitely walking and talking with Satan. Yeah, based on the moral of the story. Okay? Absolutely. God and Adam did not have a conversation. <laughs> while he was with Eve. God talked to Adam before Eve was created, right? Absolutely. While Eve was there, Adam didn't, God didn't intervene with that, right? It was just Adam and his Eve and God's law. Yeah. <clears throat> okay? Eve, on the other hand, was with Adam, right? Yeah. Eve was with Adam but yet and still, while she was with Adam, she was walking and talking with the devil. Yeah. When you look at the majority of women, whether they are in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, friends with benefits, even married, okay, these women be in relationship with their men but they be walking, talking with the devil because they have two, three or more men in their phones that they know want to sleep with them. Yep. Absolutely. And these women could be married men. You hear what I'm saying? And then if caught or confronted about it, now they sing in the biz market. Oh, baby, you. And you say she's just a friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so we can see that whether Adam and Eve was fake or not, we still see this crafted story that, that has made its way into the fabric of the society, or the several societies, all across this world. Absolutely. You know, I talked about in, in my podcast. I talked about the Cinderellas and your Snow Whites. 
you know, and how all of these myths and stories are fed to little girls and children so that when they get older, this stuff becomes ingrained in them and these mythological ideas manifest itself within the society. So what do you say, man? children of Israel don't lie, don't steal, don't commit adultery. Would not the moral of the story to be don't lie, don't steal, don't commit adultery? It ain't important whether a man 2,000 years ago lived or not. Let's say he did live and we have his dead body. What freaking good is his dead body to us in contrast to his saga? In contrast to his legend, his myth, his mashar.
that's more so what we need to focus on. You know, like say the the the, the mashah, the wisdom, and the knowledge that's given in the stories, and more so focus on that. You know, and apply that to our lives. You know, instead of you know arguing about you know who was real and what you know, like, like you say, it's the, it's the it's the lesson. Yeah. You know, the Think about David and Goliath. You got this little old man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you got this big brute. Big, huge, nine-foot brute. You know, establishing dominance. You know, imagine a big old eight, nine-foot man coming up your block. All you Mickey Fickies out there, I'm battling all y'all. If any one of y'all don't like it, bring your A out here and come fight me right now. Other than that, I'm the baddest MF in the land and I'm ruling town. Now you got this big old nine foot man right there. You know that when you look at this story, you know that the average person ain't nine feet, so you know that the average person's scared of them, right? Absolutely. So you got this little old man who said, I got the Lord with me, I'll take him. And he grabbed his slingshot and they went through whatever they, they think, whatever. And basically this little old man with a big old heart took that slingshot and slew that big old man, killed him. We talking about a grunt, the smallest guy at the camp. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about a story in the art of war, okay? In the art of war, it talks about something to the effect that with your enemy, if you fight an enemy that is bigger than you, you know what I'm saying, that you have to cut him down to size. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You have to cut him down to size. You see, pretty much. And that bigness that he have over you is really nothing but an image. So if you destroy the image, you can destroy the enemy. Now, is that not the same moral that's given in the David and Goliath story? Absolutely. Any problem that is bigger than you with the Lord, you can, you can, you can have the victory. Absolutely. Now, is that not the moral of the story? Most definitely. The hell with whether, I mean, if you found a big old, uh, if the archaeologist happened to find Goliath's helmet, so what whether he was real or not? Exactly. That ain't nothing in that helmet that can help me in my everyday life, but that story could. Exactly. You know, that story could teach me how to tackle my fears, man. You know, big problems and issues that are bigger than me, that if if the Lord is with me, then I can have the victory. Absolutely. Now, is that not a real and good moral to have, bro? Absolutely. The problem with Takashi 6 9 and all of these young guys is that they don't have no morals. Exactly. Why? Because they ain't been reading the stories. They ain't got no mashaling. They ain't got no big homies to pass these words of wisdom down to them. Exactly. Exactly. When you teaching your son the birds and the bees, 
You're giving your son the mashal. You're giving him the rules, man. You're giving him the sagas, man. What you telling your son ain't real. It ain't really his life. Ain't no woman threw him out. Thanks to you and your mashal. Yeah, man. You know, we pushing that. Man, even in the proverbs, it's talking about how the wise men spoke in riddles, you know. And, and we know the riddles weren't literal, but it was on, they were they were spoken again for you to get the mashah, you know, the, the moral of it. Yeah, it's like a parable or an allegory. Absolutely. You know, when we go outside and we say it's raining cats and dogs, that's we speaking in mashah. Why sayings and in riddles? For surely cats and dogs is not coming out of the damn sky, man. Exactly. <laughs> We're saying, you know, that it's raining hard. Absolutely. You know, it's raining super duper duper hard. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the scope of my my earlier program and. I just had to have you in on here as an icing to the cake, man, because it it was your conversation that inspired this. You, you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, and this this is excellent. This is excellent information. This is everybody needs to hear this because this is this is this is excellent. This needs to go out to the community. As a matter of fact, when we get done with this, you need to. Already made and is up, and part two will go up probably either later on tonight or tomorrow. Okay. You know, I can send you a demo of the show, or I can send you the official uh, show. I think you would much rather have it finished. You you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because there's nothing that we could really do. You know, with an unfinished product. You understand what I'm saying? You can't you can't share it like you want to the demo. But if you once I upload it to YouTube and published it, then you can share it on any platform because of the way that it's set up. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Plus, for every view, we get credits. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, it's one of those type of things, man. But. Yeah, I, my people, man, are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. And another scripture says my people are perished for their lack of knowledge. And it's, it's a this atheism thing, you know, we, we, I've always lived in a day where I felt like the majority of the people here in America really didn't believe and confide and trust in God. You know, but today I'm living in a day where I, I where I'm seeing people that literally hate God, that hate the Bible. You understand what I'm saying? And they hate the people of God. And all of these people that do that are people with a very subjective and ignorant understanding of the Bible. And what I mean by that, I'm saying that people 
who read the Bible and come up with their own interpretations based on their own feelings and or experiences. That's not a way to interpret a universal book. Exactly. You know, you, you got to interpret the Bible on an objective level and the most objective understanding you can possibly get is that this book was written to, for, and by Hebrews. So, in order to get a great understanding of it, you got to understand the history, the nature, the language, and the culture of the Israelites. Or surely you'll be reading this book out of context. You know, yeah, man, but yeah, that, that, that's the biggest problem. So they read the book out of context, you know, like, like say, for instance, on the rape doctrine, you know, these guys will come up. With us, look in your, their English Bible, see the word rape there. Oh, God condones rape. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that stuff started with GMS, I think. Yeah, and the atheists like Sonetta heard it from GMS. And polite and all of those rapists and molesters over there and, and the pa with her old skank whole ass <laughs> slut butt <laughs> you know they out there promoting God the God of the Bible promotes rape and and, and <laughs> the sad the ridiculous part about this is everybody that comes out and say this crap in public all are involved in sexual deviancy and sexual duplicity. Exactly, and they want to justify it. And they want to justify it, yes. And, and it's really pointless because you don't even believe in God. So why are you setting up the Hebrew God to justify your bull crap when you don't even believe him in the first place? Something. If the white woman look good, something these niggas to say. <laughs> oh, we gonna kill you. We gonna take you off into slavery, and we gonna rape your wife. <laughs> I done heard these guys say stuff like, "Oh, I can't wait till that day come. Cause when that day come, I'm gonna take you, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that." I'm like, wow. But all of this is based off of. Literature read out of context. Exactly. You know, literature 
What they're doing is reading an old ancient Afro-Asiatic text through modern Anglo-English eyes. Exactly. And, and you know what? And that's why I say, when I say, when I say about you, you are the, one of the most, I think you are the most premier because you break it down from the original language and it's, and it's pure understanding, it's pure form. You know, yes. Yeah. Now, now, every time I've seen the word rape in the scriptures, you know, in your English scriptures, when I go back to the Hebrew text, it's, it's, it's a totally different Hebrew word for every time damn near that the word is put there, you know. So, Absolutely. depending on the text that you use is what I, I, I would have to expound upon to show them where they're incorrect when they properly read it in context. You know, like the one the one scripture to talk about, you know, uh, 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 if, if, a, if a, what was it, Deuteronomy, the Deuteronomy text, where it talk about if a woman is in the city or in the field or whatever, and a man rapes her, you know, and if she cries out, then he'll be stoned. If she don't cry out, they both will be stoned, you know. But the Hebrew text says that it didn't say that if a man rapes a woman. It says that if a man seduces a woman. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because or if he, if he seduces her and lay with her. You see, because seduction is to mislead. And Absolutely. What, basically, if he saw a young lady in the city, you know, in the field, she wasn't, you know, married or espoused to nobody. And how do you seduce her? You come on to her, you get the line to her. Hey, shit, you can just give me some now, you know. We gonna get married, baby. I promise I'm gonna marry you or this, that, and la, 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 la. You know, telling her a whole bunch of sweet nothings. Right. You know, and then he have sex with her. He takes her virginity, you know. He takes her virginity, and then he don't be with her. That man raped right. that woman because he raped her of her virginity. Her virginity belongs to her husband. And if you are not Absolutely. going to be her husband, then you seduced her. You raped Absolutely. her. Absolutely. And that's the pure understanding of that. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the biggest problem with these people. You know, they, they, they read the Bible to deduce the Bible. To to, 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 to to make it a whole bunch of nothing. You know? Absolutely. And like I said, the same people that, that's pushing this God support rape doctrine is, uh, look at Sinetta. Sinetta pushes it. Nepal pushes it. Nepal is a YouTube floozy who is, who calling herself uh, Sinetta's second wife was Sinetta's first wife is, is not playing as a, a, a polygamy game. So you telling me Sinetta pushing this doctrine up? Yeah, he, he, he in the pot. Yeah, he pushing that doctrine. And he and the pot are sexually deviant because they are committing adultery. Wow. You see, they're committing adultery you know what I'm saying? Because this country does not allow polygamy. That's number one. And number two, 
in order for you to accept another wife, she must be accepted first by your first wife, right? And so now the first wife ain't having that shit. She's very unhappy and miserable about it. So Sarnetta is an adulteress, and uh, uh, Napa is an adulteress. Sarnetta, uh, not Sarnetta, polite. He gets over here talking that God promote rape, and right now, in what's the day? The tenth. In five days, he will be standing before a judge because he molested and raped his fake phony wife, which is none other than a floozy. You know what I'm saying? One of his hoes that he called his wife. He called it polygamy. I call it polyhorgamy. You call it many wives. I call it many hoes. You know what I'm saying? One of his hoes. Because they not fit to be wives in, in, to begin with. You know, uh, these, these, <laughs> the, I mean, it, it's just crazy, man. You know, uh, he molested his wife or his or his girlfriends or a woman that he's sleeping with daughter. But Leviticus 18, 17 says that you shouldn't, don't sleep with the wife, a woman and her daughter. And the reason that you do this because you ignorant of the you either ignorant or disrespectful of the text. You know, any one of those guys that's on there that's pushing the rape doctrine, every one of them are involved in some form of sexual duplicity, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Every one of them. And what they're doing is using the Bible to justify their wickedness. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so I felt the need to do this podcast, man, you know. You know, to clarify a few things. You know, these people will be quick to run up to you to tell you that your myths ain't shit. Well, actually, your myths is the most powerful thing in the land. I'm here to tell you right now that your myths and your most deeply, sincerely held beliefs about this, these myths have made people conscientious objectives in wars where they didn't, where the government, the American government had mandated the firstborn to sign up for the civil services, the draft. So the all firstborn sons, if a war break out, he is to go to war. It is your belief in these maxims, in these myths, in these legends, your more sincere, your most sincerely held beliefs that has that has exempted millions of black men from fighting in World War One and World War Two. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, 100%. Right now, the government is mandating the COVID vaccine. Okay? And the only way that you can be exempted is by your most deeply held sincere beliefs about the Mashal. Ain't that something? What I'm trying to get people to understand is there ain't nothing in this government goes against the government, but the word of God could. Absolutely. 
And that's whether you call it real or fake or not. So my point is that these myths and these legends are more powerful. I mean, what I'm saying, these people trying to pass this off to you like, oh, that's myth, that's legend, that's bullshit. Okay? When in all actuality, this is the most powerful source in the goddamn land. Agreed. And any people that try to take you away from your God, your beliefs, your spirituality, has nothing good for you. Only one objective, and that is to exploit you out your Mickey Ficky man. Yeah. I agree, 100%. Yeah. This is powerful. Yeah. You know. So, you know, you got anything you like to you like to say? Cause it's we about to get ready to wind out in a minute. Sign out. You know, let the people know what you're doing, what you got going on, you know, where they can reach you at. You know, in any, in any other thing you like to expound on or based on the subject, you know, and then we're going okay. to close out. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, everybody can reach me on Facebook. My, my, um, my, um, my Facebook name is Kazael, C, capital C, H, A, Z, A, E, L, Kazael. Um, and, um, you know, what I got going on right now is, um, you know, a human rights project that's it's getting ready to get off the ground. I got some, um, you know, some, some major people involved. I don't want to say no names right now, but okay, okay. y'all's going to be doing some work together in the future. I'll be looking to, you know, um, help him expand his platform and everything so that he can get these, these messages out to, you know, a larger crowd, a larger audience. But this, this information was powerful, and I think it's something that, you know, everybody needs to hear, you know what I'm saying? Because... Um, and, be, and I say that because, you know, you got, um, you got different, like you say, you got people, you know, cause this, this, and I, and I say it like this, cause you put it in a perspective to where, you know, cause you, again, you have some people who say, oh, the Bible's not literal. It's not okay. Okay. So what if you don't believe it's literal? So what if you don't believe it's real? But look at the moral, look at the, you know, the wisdom to be gained. Yeah. If it's that's not the the reality of it is not where its intrinsic power lies. Exactly. Exactly. It does nothing because again, like you said, us being here, say we in a room with a uh, dead pharaoh, we don't know nothing about him, nothing about his background. What good does that do us? Yeah. So we don't know nothing about him. We don't even know he's a pharaoh. You know three so three thousand years later. Exactly. Say so we have no backdrop drop about them, no historical facts, no nothing. Or what good is it? Been or or we may even story? have we may have the writings, but we too ignorant of the language to break it down. Exactly. Exactly. It, it holds us no purpose. Exactly. So that's why I think this is a well, well, a well put together subject and something that everybody. And I think it'll make people in the community, especially in the conscious community, rethink. Because again, we got a lot of people in the conscious community debating whether the Bible's real, um, whether Egypt is real, or whatever. You but, know. Um, 
like you say, it's about the, the moral and the, you know. But check this out. Moral. Check this out. The people, the people who sitting up there pushing that your Bible is a myth, is fake. You know what I'm saying? These people, man. I mean, they, they, they don't have nothing good in store for for for, for you. They, they 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 doing that to they're doing that to for no other reason but to exploit you. Absolutely. They take away your most deeply heartfelt beliefs. What you got left, man? You know, okay, God said, thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, thou shall not rape. And you tell me my God ain't real, so there's no basis for lying being wrong now, right? There's no basis for rape and stealing being wrong now. You know, you were here singing Devin, do what the fuck you wanna do. <laughs> Say what the fuck you wanna say, which is really none other than the Aliesta Crowley, a uh, 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 William Levy slogan, uh, "Do as thou wilt." Absolutely, that's exactly what that is. Hey, these people tell you God ain't real and then be like young Pharaoh, but he have making videos how off mushrooms and shit. Played them out of their money, you know. You stole the church's money, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and you and you out getting high, fucking rats, you know, off of their money, and you getting high not off, you getting high off of not drugs that no black person use. You ain't getting high off heroin. You ain't getting high off crack. You ain't smoking weed. I ain't seen you with no liquor bottles, nigga. You in there just straight mushrooming. That's why oh don't no Negroes do that, do they? The only Negroes that do that is what I find out is those that are in the comedic group, bro. There, Inky Inky said that there's a cult in there. He talked about how Phil Val Dr. Phil Valentine promote cocaine usage and talk about how heroin and cocaine opens up the third eye and penile gland. See, this is what they're trying to take. They want to talk about the Kondalini and shit. And the way they talk about it is on some real gay homosexual shit. Wow. You know, they're not talking about the Kundalini in, in ways of, 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 of higher elevation. They're talking about higher elevation. 
Like going high up in your moon boom. <laughs> publicly talk about how they mentor the children, how they mentor little boys. But if you go look up the etymology of mentor, a mentor was a was was the homosexual elder rearing the young boy off into homosexuality. You see what I'm saying? Mentoring him off into homosexuality. So they can sit up there and use words like that in the public face telling you that they molesting your kids. You know, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's, that's what I say, man. It's a lot of, within the black conscious community, man, it's a lot of, which is why I really don't, you know, um, really associate myself, man. It's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of wickedness going on. I'm going to tell you, blackness without the concept of God, I don't want nothing to do with it. Exactly. I, I was raised in a society of Negroes that had no concept of God. And they was out selling dope, using dope, robbing, stealing, and killing. Yeah. I know I know what black people will do without a concept of God. Especially uh, you don't have a concept of God and you're not educated. What the hell do you think is going to happen, bro? Ignorance. That's a mixture of disaster. Yeah. But it, it, the show is getting late and I'm getting ready to shut it down. You know what I'm saying? So I can have enough editing room on here. Okay, yeah, we got to do a part three. This okay. is powerful. Okay, we can do a part three. We can do a part three. You know, uh, yeah, we can do a part three. But that being it, you know, this is Terry Whitfield, a.k.a. Yasha Ben Israel, signing out. For the Yasha Ben Israel Terry Whitfield Podcast Show. Like, share, last but not least, subscribe. Also, don't forget to comment. If you have any questions or feel led to speak upon this subject, blow out the comment section. That being stated, me and Kazael, we love you all, black people. Be blessed in the name of Yahweh Elohim. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.